0: Welcome to the Female Founder Friday Podcast, a collection of inspiring conversations with the most interesting female entrepreneurs and small business owners. I'm your host, Lindsay White, and together with my incredible guests, we'll explore the struggles of being a female entrepreneur, the most important lessons and the future of women leaders in business. I'm passionate about helping female entrepreneurs become the calm, confident leader their team and their business really need, and that's why I've created my VIP Leadership Coaching Program. This three-month program is specifically designed to help high-performing women uncover their authentic leadership brand and style so they can lead more effectively in every aspect of their life and their business. If you're ready to transform your leadership, connect with me today at highvoltageleadership.ca. My guest on this week's episode is my dear friend Julie Bruns, the best-selling author of Peace, Possibility, and Perspectives, The Eight Secrets to Serenity and Satisfaction. Now, Julie always knew that she wanted to teach people, even at a young age. So she's built herself an incredible 20-year career in learning and development. But that wasn't enough for her restless spirit. She always knew she wanted more. Now, Julie's on a mission to help individuals and organizations increase creativity and productivity by showing them what's possible through resilience, gratitude, and joy, so they can find deep satisfaction in their work together as a team and also fulfillment in their lives. Julie has been an inspirational guide to me when I needed to shift my perspective. And I think you'll hear why she's made an impact on my life as you listen in today. Um, welcome, my friend Julie Bruns. I'm so excited that you uh, are a guest today on the Female Founder Friday podcast. It is beautiful to have you with me. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I love talking about cool stuff. Like this. <laughs> cool stuff. Yes. And you have, I know you have an incredible story. Up to and including the fact that you are a recently published author, um, and I, I actually am really excited to hear your journey uh, in in your you know sort of entrepreneur uh, role and as a female founder. So, so tell us, tell us the Julie Brun story. All right, so um,
1: just to take it back to the beginning, I. I um, I never knew really what I wanted to be when I was growing up. I just knew I wanted to help people. I used to be jealous when people in high school would say, "I want to do this. I'm going to go to college and do this." And I used to think to myself, "What's wrong with me that I don't know?" But I didn't realize back then that it was actually the norm. Yeah, the people that knew, yeah. the people that knew, really weren't the norm. And even those people that knew at seventeen really didn't know any, You know, <laughs> yeah, doing really- that anyways. They, they 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 thought they knew. I mean, yeah. it was, I you know respected that, admired that, but. And they were close, but maybe not exactly anything. So I was always like, what do I want to do? I want to help people. It was always very general. And I, I went to school. Um, I started college. And I was like, I'll, I'll study marketing, because people would say to me. You're really good talking to people. You should be in sales. I'm, I'll get a marketing degree. And then I um, realized junior year of college that I, I don't like selling. I don't want to sell. I, I marketing's kind of cool. I'm good at it, but I don't want to do it. Uh, I think I want to teach. I'll get a teaching degree. But I also was smart enough to know that three years into a four-year degree was not a great time to switch. So I I didn't switch. I finished my degree and I'll, I'll get another degree for teaching. So I went and got my master's in teaching. And as I was uh, teaching other, teaching kids K through nine, K through 12, I was subbing. I was uh, all this kind of cool teaching stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't like the school environment. I, this is not for me. I love teaching, but I don't necessarily think this is the right place for me. So I I discovered, this is back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, late mid 90s. Um, I went to the library because there wasn't, the internet was just barely get going at the time. And I'm like, how can I take this master's degree and this business degree and combine them in a different way so I don't have to teach in school anymore. And um, I went to the library and got this directory and we were moving, um, we were in Chicago, but for one year we lived in Arizona. I'm like, I'm making my way back to Chicago. I opened up a directory of training companies that had training departments in Chicago. And I started calling them and applying. So, like, that's how I started. I was like, I have to do this. No one told me to do that. I was just like, I'll go to the library. I grew up with my dad. always was saying like doing research and encyclopedias and all that stuff. So I was like, I'll go to the library and someone there will know something that will help me. So I got this directory and I, I wrote these, these, companies down and started calling them and made my way back to Chicago. And it turns out with all of my emails and all of my um, uh, reaching out to other companies, my cousin at the time was like, I need a trainer at my company. I didn't even know, A, he had a company and B, that he needed a, so- a trainer, a corporate trainer. So I ended up working for him. It was crazy. That was uh, you know 20 some years ago. So I did, I love training. Every time I would be training and people would say to me all the time, and I'm just realizing this now, they would always say to me, How did you get to do this? And I think they were always—I got that question so many times. How did you figure out what you're to to do what you're doing right now? And I think they asked me that question because I—they could tell I loved it. Yeah. Um, So they're always like, "This is such a cool job." I'm like, "What's not? Yeah, what's not to love about it?" But you have to love technology. You have to love talking to people. You can't be afraid to get in into a room. You can't be afraid not to know everything. All of those things. Um, You know, I'm making it look easy, not because I'm great at it, but but because I love it. Um, so I just kept doing that for years and years. And, and, um, and then I started at one of my jobs in the last uh, eight years, I started um, doing workshops that were outside of the training and develop uh, outside of um, corporate training and um, sorry, software and stuff, um, which is what I was focused on. And I, I loved the professional development, the personal development, the skills, the consulting skills and leadership. And I loved all those topics and I just could not get enough of them. And I was like, I have to figure out a way to do just this training. So that's when I started doing that um, several years ago, and then I um, just a couple of years ago to take it back to present moment in 2019, I was at a conference with a bunch of really cool women with the, in, in New York, and I was like, I can't. I'm not finding the exact role I need. Like every every job I had, I liked. I lo- I loved, and then I liked, and then I got bored with, and I wanted to create more things. And I finally <laughs> realized a couple of years ago I needed to create the job I wanted. I'm not going to find it out there. I need to create it.
0: Yeah. So that was a
1: huge epiphany for me a couple of years ago. And I just like, I'm going to create that job. I'm going to create a company doing what I love to do. And on the side, I'll write a book and on the side, I'll have a podcast. And it's like, it's just the core of it was going to be these workshops. And then the other stuff is going to be on the side. Right. Um, So it was obviously it's always a journey and there's always all these little things along the way that yeah. We're like, oh, wait a you know, like a light bulb or something like that. But I was like, I, I just little by little, I knew very quickly when things weren't right for me. And then, so I like go to the next direction or ask the next question.
0: Julie, I really, I really love that. So first of all, I love your grit and your guts. Like to just go to the library and pull out a directory and just, this is what I wanna do. I'm really passionate about it. I'm gonna put some energy behind it. I'm gonna make it happen. Now, interestingly enough, your personal network actually produced for you. I'm a big, I'm a big advocate of your network will help you a lot, Mm -hmm. but I, I, and I just, I really love this idea that you just kept following your heart, just kept following your heart. You knew when it wasn't right. You didn't try and make it be something it wasn't ever going to be Yes. because I think a lot of times we do that. Yes, we, try, we, we, for some, we have hope that it's going to be awesome, but we know it isn't like in our mm-hmm. heart. Mm-hmm. And then you would just find that next thing, right? right. Find that next thing. And I, I love this statement. Um, I needed to create like the job I wanted. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love Yeah, that.
1: It was like, so like duh, of course you need to create it. But I also, I, cause I never saw myself as an entrepreneur a business owner. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I was just like, I just want to work. I just want to do this work. Yeah. And there's so many people out there that need people like me to do this work that I don't, I, I why would I have my own business? I can do it for all these other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, so, so that was my intention.
0: I, you know what? I love that. I, I really, I, I, I love that word intention and you just, you made it happen through you're leading with your heart through your following your passion. Um, and I, I just think that's so brilliant. And I think that's true for a lot of female entrepreneurs. We get into business. We, we're we accidental entrepreneurs, as I like yeah. to say, right? But we start our own businesses because we feel so passionately about something. And yeah. we figure out that, that we're not going to be able to do that in a corporate environment, right? Or why is yeah. nobody else doing this? I hear that a lot. Why is nobody else doing this? Right. And so Um, it happened. And that's so amazing.
1: My older son said to me, he's 24, this was last year or the year before. And I was like, I think I'm going to start my own thing. I said, I never thought of myself as a business owner because I didn't I don't want to manage people. I we can talk about leadership later, but I don't, I'm not interested in putting out fires and managing people and the headaches that go with it. I said, but I but I can manage myself. And my husband my son, older son says to me, and you already he said, well, you know how to manage yourself. You, you already do that, mom. You've you've all, all along been doing that. I'm like, and that was another light bulb moment. Like I don't have to be an entrepreneur that manages other people. I can just manage myself, which I already know how to do. It's already, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I'm doing it already. I don't have to be afraid of it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, you know what? And I know lots of female entrepreneurs who now they may have um, you know, maybe they have a consultant to help, maybe they, you know, do, you know, some social media stuff that they give to someone else, but realistically they don't big, build, build big, huge companies. They don't build big, huge teams. They outsource the stuff they're not good at, which I think is smart, right? They outsource the stuff they're not good at, but they stay focused in their zone of genius. And that's really all they want to do. They don't want to build an empire. Not everybody wants to have, you know, six or eight figure incomes or all I mean, you yeah. just want to do what you love and make some, right. you know, make a comfortable living right. and help people. Right. Right. And I love that. Yeah, I love the simplicity of that. Um, I think it's beautiful. Thank
1: you.
0: Yeah. So you, I know published a book earlier this year, and I would mm-hmm. love you to talk to us a little bit about that process and the book. And cause it, it's a beautiful book and I know how meaningful it was for you. Yeah. Thanks. So, so
1: here's a picture of it. And I, I love showing the pictures because I think it's, it's such a beautiful cover. It's, I didn't design it. I had someone design it for me. That's yeah, gorgeous. Um, and I just, it's called peace possibilities and perspective. And it's just, I love the the whole, it looks like a journey. And at the end of the journey, there's a, you know, a chair that you can sit on the deck and you can have perspective. Yeah. So um, I just love the, the, the book. Um, I love but that. But it's, yeah. So I, the, the funny thing about my business is that, you know, this book was like, I was gonna work on it on the side and it ended up being one of the bigger things from the last year Mm -hmm. um, aside from the workshop. So it's like, it's funny that um, number one, how meaningful it was. And I, again, this, I wasn't always like, I'm gonna write a book someday. I never said the words. I never thought those things, that phrase, but I also used to dream about, I would tell my husband, like sometimes I would just wake up and in my dream, I was writing. And I don't, I didn't know if it was a journal, I was just writing in my dream. And then I would wake up and say, what's that about? But I had that dream a lot, um, you know, periodically over the years. And I didn't connect it to any specific thing I was doing. I don't know, I don't know. Obviously I know what it means now, but as it was happening to me, I wasn't a that curious about it. I was just like me writing. I don't know, I don't know why. Someone made me a little whisper. I was getting in line the way. I don't know why. Right. And then um, I started designing these workshops at one of my jobs a long time ago and I loved these leadership and they ended up all these topics are things that anyone can relate to gratitude and mindfulness and and, and resilience and curiosity all these things and I loved giving those workshops and I loved talking about those subjects I loved reading about them and researching them and my sister who actually authored a book a couple years before me said you know everything you're talking about could be a book and I was like what do you what do you mean she's like well you you talk about these things for hours like these are Hours of talking is a chapter in a book. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. You know, like <laughs> I love I, that. I never put those two things together. Right. And I and I love the subject so much. And there's tons of research on all of the things in my chapters. And that's not, it's not anything new. It's just my perspective on it and yeah. how I apply these things to my life. And so I just said, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm good, but I have to put, I'm not one of those people who will talk about it forever. If you, if I decide I'm going to do something, I do it. It might be six yeah. months, it might be a year, whatever, but I'm doing it. And um, once I decided that I really wanted to do it, number one, I have to really want to do it. Like, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to do it before I'm 50. And so this was a couple of years ago. I'm 50, I'll be 52 next month. But this was, you know, I was 48, 49. I'm like, I'm going to do it. And I I just want it to be done. Like, what am I waiting for? You know, Um, also the cusp of all this happening. um, My brother's wife um, got sick with cancer and was really, really sick. And and she eventually passed away just like five months later. And it was like a big wake up call. Like She was 52. And I was thinking, I'm going to be 50. Do you think that she thought when she was going to turn 50 that that was going to be it for her a couple of years later? Like, I can't take it. I can't take this opportunity for granted. Number one, number two, I don't want to waste any more time. And number three, if I say, I want to do this, I'm doing I'm, either. I really you want to it. do it or I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like just yeah. decide. So I said, I will do this. Come hell or high water. By the time I'm 50, this book will be written. So um, I just, I put a time on like, every day. I'm going to wake up and you know like, this was a. That last, was it last summer? It was, I was right. half writing it on weekends and stuff like that. And then finally, I just said, I'm going to write every day for two hours in the morning, no matter what it takes. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to, you know, come up with new stories. I'm going to do some more research, read more articles, whatever I need to do. And I'm going to work on it. And I just did it. And I said, and I set a timeline for myself and no one around me even knew I had a timeline except I think my husband. I, I don't even, I think I may have said before I'm 50, but I didn't say how I was right. going to do all that. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's going to be done. Um, there's one thing I hate in life. It's people saying they're going to do something and not doing it. I'm like, I'm not right. going to be that person. So <laughs> I just set the timeline. I just set the deadline and I did it. And then, um, I was basically done writing it by the time I was 15. Then I wanted to get it published. Right. But I'm like, I, I don't have control over all of that. Yeah. Um, and then I found the guy who was going to publish it for me. And I really wanted to make it happen. Like within my, before I turned 51, you know, cause right. you're 50 for a whole year. Right. right. And he's like, and, and I wanted to rush it. And he's like, I can help you, but if we rush it, it's it's going to be stressful. And why 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 are you rushing it? I'm like, because I made a promise to myself. You know, I was like, like it's done, and it's so you know. He's like, but a couple more months, it's going to make that big of a difference. And he's the one that was telling me like, let's just do it in January, or February instead. And then down the line, you have a, a book that's younger, actually, not older, like right. The way he presented it to me, I'm like, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful way of looking at it. So that's what I did, and it came out in February and it was, it's like the best, it is the best thing I've ever created. Um, yeah. and, and, um, I'm super proud of it. And it's a lot of hard work and obviously effort and years of research and talking and learning, yeah. but it's just like, so super gratifying. So I would say to anyone who's thinking I have a book in me, I want to do it. I would say you just do it. Like, what, what are you waiting for?
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah. I, love, I love the way you approached it. Like you made a commitment to yourself and then you built in how you were going to keep that commitment. Okay. And I remember, I mean, cause we, you know, we've been connected for a year or so now. And I remember that you really wanted to get it across the finish line mm-hmm. um, before you turned 51. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but there's some beauty in letting go of, uh, of that piece at the end and letting things develop the way they need to. Mm-hmm. And now look at the end product is beautiful. I know you achieved incredible success on the Amazon bestseller list. Um, and, and the book is really like from cover to cover is really beautiful inside and out.
1: Thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're right. It's like divine timing.
1: I, I was stuck yeah. on this nut thing. Yeah. And when you, you just get other perspective from people and they say to you, what's the, wh- why are you stuck on this? Why does it have to happen? And I could have rushed and then it would have been rushed. And it wouldn't yeah. have felt, you know, it's was like, what's the, what's the real reason behind it. And I committed to doing what I was doing and I, the, the finish line part was not so much in my control and ended up working out even better. So
0: the question I I often ask my clients when they're in that sort of mode is what's it time for, right? And sometimes it's time to speed up and get it done and grind it out. And then other times it's time to slow it down and let it go and have it happen organically. And so I love that someone came into your life and was like, Julie, like essentially, what's it time for here? Like what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's, um, you know, that's really beautiful. I, lo- I love that. I love that a lot. Um, I want to ask you, cause you, I mean, you've worked in the corporate world. Um, you have your own, uh, business and you're a published author. What is, can you tell us maybe even one sort of mistake that you may have made along the way one place where you messed up. Is there one that sticks out in your mind julie yeah sure so
1: when i decided i'm going to do these workshops and i'm going to get clients and then they're going to pay me and i'm just like on the side i'll write and i'll do my podcast well the podcast and the writing was com- coming super easily to me um i'd never done either one of them i built my own website i, I all of the stuff i have and you see online i built yeah. and um the, the, the workshops were already in my head. I had done them across all these other platforms before to thousands of people. And um, I never really had to sell myself. So I didn't know about selling. I didn't know about marketing. I just knew how to do the work. Yeah. So I'm doing the work, but how am I gonna market and sell myself? And thankfully my husband was in sales. And he's like, I'll help you try to sell. I'll help you, you know, it's a, it's a process. It's going to take a long time. And of course I was impatient. I was like, okay, well, I quit my job and I have to do this now, you know? And he's like, well, it's going to take some time. You didn't think you were just going to announce it and then people were just going to start calling you and saying, can I have these things?
0: I'm like, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't that like, happen well, that way, do I'm like,
1: well, yeah, I kind of did. I like, I put it out there. Everyone wants it, right? No, that's not how it works. And even if they can benefit from it, you have to tell them how. So I had to take, I took a, a, a class. Took several classes. I hired a business coach. I did all of this to learn how to sell myself and to grow my business. And it still wasn't becoming what I wanted it to become. And I was like, I I had to ask myself again. I just go back to my trusting my inner gut. So months are going by and it's not thriving like I wanted to thrive. And I just my book was done. And I said to myself again, let's just take money off the table. If I got all the clients that I wanted to get tomorrow is this what I wanna be doing these workshops to just, this This is gonna be my business. And the answer was no. The answer was, it's not gonna be enough for you. And why isn't it gonna be enough for you? You love writing, you love doing this podcast. Um, that could be part of, you could write more, you could do more podcasts, right? Um, but at the end of the day, like, so I'm in my fifties, I have you know, 20 years left to work and I have all this knowledge now and, and wisdom and, and lessons to share. What, what am I missing and I would I realized when I was doing these workshops for people along the last in the last year I would do the workshop and then I would hang up the phone I'm like I want to talk to all those people more I want I want to talk to them tomorrow to see what they got out of it I want to hear what they said to their husband when they went home that day I want to hear what their kid asked them about it you know like I, I I can't have that if I'm doing this by myself I'm separate from all these people in these companies and so I realized I miss really missed the loop I missed the yeah. being on a team. Yeah. I miss the part strategizing with other people. I miss seeing the impact. I miss hearing from those people at the, at the office or later when we get on a call two weeks later, you know, Oh my gosh, the thing you said the other day or two weeks ago, I was yeah. thinking about it and I started doing this thing and you're right. It works. Whatever. I didn't, yeah. I, I can't have that if I'm doing this thing on my own. So that I, I realized that was my, like, I, I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't tried um, and it didn't matter how much money I made doing it. I, I want to be part of a team, part of a bigger vision and mission. And yeah. I can do the writing and the podcast and all of the other connecting like I'm doing with you still, if I'm doing all that stuff too.
0: What a wonderful realization, right? Yeah. What a wonderful thing to come to. Yeah. I, I love the way that I love the way you actually like almost coach yourself and ask <laughs> yourself these beautiful questions about, wait a minute, like, what am I missing? What's uncomfortable here? And you get curious, you get yes. curious about your own self and your own feelings. And I think that that is incredibly powerful. Well, it clearly has been powerful. Look at how you have shifted, um, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and just keep asking yourself why why is this important? What am I missing? Why is this making a difference for me? Right? Like, I just love you keep asking yourself these big, beautiful questions. Thank you. Yes. It's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of years of listening and reading other, uh, other people's coaching and, and,
1: um, leadership advice and lessons. So yes, I got good at that. That's for sure.
0: So if you had, you know your lesson is that you want to be part of this bigger vision you really want to be a part of a team and i love what you said about experiencing the impact what what would you offer you know to other female entrepreneurs that are experiencing you know sort of the struggles and the um you know the challenges of really getting a business off the ground what would you say i would say that i would say go back to the question like you were just relating
1: to like are you not liking it because it's hard and it's not what you thought it was going to be? Is it hard? Um, no. Is it just not what you thought it was going to be? Is it because it's not working um, for you yet? You're just being impatient. So what is it? You're impatient. Uh. Um, are you ho- holding on too tight to something? Like what's your expectation? And are, is it about the timing, like you had mentioned earlier? Like what are the things that are making this not work right now? And what are you contributing to them? How are you contributing to them not working? You know, like you said, are you in your zone of genius or are you? Um, are you working on all these other things that someone else could help you with? and then the stuff you're really good at, you could just concentrate on that. Are you just try, are you struggling too much because you're doing all these things that really aren't gonna bring your, make your business go forward? I learned a lot of that, in that program we were in. like what what you know can you get other help with, with these other tasks that aren't contributing to that and that you, that you don't need to do yourself? Um, what is it? So I would say start with the questions like and just getting quiet. getting quiet and like it, just on your own don't ask other people because you almost always have the answer. Yeah. There's this really cool tip. I don't know if you heard of this, Lindsay, it's called um, super thinking. It's, a, it's not a tip. It's a process. I read about it with um, Amy Porterfield. It was a podcast I was listening to yeah. when I was starting on this a couple of years ago. And she talks about super thinking, but she didn't create it. I don't think, I think someone else did. It's basically just sitting down with yourself for an hour and writing all the questions you have about your business and your life. ask writing them down and then answering them yourself kind of like coaching yourself like we were just saying and it's really uncomfortable because you can't you don't pick up your phone you don't go to the laptop it's really hard to write the questions down and then think about it and then 15 minutes in you're gonna want to just say forget this I'll just like look at a book or I'll look at my phone no I made myself do it and I still have it in this book here I love all of the questions I asked myself and I had probably four or five pages and then I just wrote the answers and you already know them what what you know do you, what do you really want to focus on do you, is there something new you want to create you're just not doing it or is it really not you say you want to create things but you really don't you'd rather yeah. do this work over here instead so ask so i would say ask yourself questions try the super thinking thing for an hour and write everything down that you're wondering about or worrying about it i love bouncing ideas off people i love getting no. other people's perspective but at the end of the day it's your life you have you have to live in it and you already have the answers you're just looking for someone else to either validate you or say you can do it, or support it, support you, or something. But yeah. you, you really almost always know.
0: You know what? I I I actually I, I really love what you're saying. Um, and that is in in the coaching work that I do uh, with female leaders and entrepreneurs. You know the foundational belief that I have is that you're naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. You actually have all the answers, or you can find them. You're resourceful mm-hmm. enough to go okay. find them, but you likely know the answer. My job as a coach is to help you uncover some of the things that you can't see yourself. You can't, you know, you can't read the label from the inside of the bottle. That's the hard part for many people. That's essentially what this super thinking is, is really doing a self-examination. But I, I think you're right. I think there's real power in just getting quiet, going inside, really connecting with your heart and your gut. And just really listening to what your intuition is telling you. Women, we have great intuitions. Yes, We are programmed not to listen to them. That is the trick. But we, we know, we know when something's not right. We know when things are off. We know when people aren't feeling well. We know if we just stop for a moment and get quiet. And so that, I love that, Julie. I love, like, that is just so incredibly intuitive to do that for yourself what a- yeah, and I,
1: I, yeah I mean it's not and it's not really anything new I just think like you said we're programmed not to trust it or yeah. to ask for other people's um, opinions and advice and um, ideas and because we don't think oh I don't know can I it's like you already know yeah you're just you're afraid of you sometimes we're afraid of our powers sometimes we're afraid of having or you're afraid of the answer because that means you're gonna have to do something hard like, <laughs> Right? You don't want to really answer the question? Yeah. Yeah. I think this you're means absolutely you're going right. to have to change something you don't want to change. And, and it's easier to stay comfortable than it is to change something that's going to be a little bit difficult. But it you're is. not going to have what you want if you don't.
0: It is. Well, and, and I would say yes. And we have this little inner voice that's super mean to us that says, you can't, who do you think you are? You can't do that. That's total trash. That's total yeah. garbage you clearly don't listen to that voice, Julie, because you just go and get it. And I love that about you. Um, And I really love this advice about get quiet, get curious, and listen, listen to that intuition. That's beautiful advice. Um, I want to I want to sort of wrap up on one question, which is Julie, how do you lead? What is what does that lead? What does leadership really mean for you?
1: I love, it's a great question. I remember being asked by one of my bosses back, this is probably 10 or 12 years ago. And she was t- asking me about, you know, leading projects or leading people. And I said, well, I don't see myself leading people. And she said, she said, um, well, you you already are a leader. And I remember thinking, well, no, I'm just, again, I'm good at doing the work and I can help whatever, move these projects along. And she's like, you're already, you're already leading people by example and, and doing what you do. And, this, and I that was like one of the first times I had thought about, oh, okay, maybe I can, you know, be a leader, you know, um, have, do this kind of work. And I was like, you know what? It's, I, the other thing is a managing versus leading people. I don't believe in managing people. I believe in leading people and uh-huh. helping them to discover what their strengths are and, and ask the right questions and, and um, ask other people the right questions and themselves the right questions and figure out what's not working. And just, it's all about, you know, asking a lot of questions and being curious and all of that. And if you're leading people correctly, you know, you have you're, you're surrounded by a lot of people that are doing great things and you know what your weaknesses are so someone else can compliment you but it's all about helping people grow and and learn yeah. what they're good at and um and and develop the skills that they need to be a, a well-rounded human being whether it's in corporate america or or as an entrepreneur or as part yeah. of a family but
0: yeah. all of
1: the things that you do to lead people help them in every aspect of their lives in, in my opinion
0: I love that. Yeah, it really is about leading the whole person. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally believe in that. I I mean, and I believe that we lead from the inside out, right? You lead yourself first. Like, who are you and how do you want to show up? That's leadership. Yeah. You know, leading from the front and you've done lots of that, right? I know you lead from the front of the room, but sometimes you got to lead from the back and you got to let other people step into that space. How do you lead together and then how do you lead the community in the world like broadly right like so I really love that you embrace sort of that whole philosophy that we lead in a ton of different ways and it's not just about having people report to us on an org chart right right, right.
1: that's not yes. leadership no I, not- I manage people I have a team of people it's like what does that mean yeah yeah, you solve problems, you manage problems. It's like, I yeah. think the old school way was I, I manage people and basically, and I have to solve problems for them. It's like, that's, that's, yeah. that's not really it.
0: No, no. Yeah. It's really about empowering them to, to find the solutions and yes. to be be there. Like you said, be their very best self all the time, not just at yeah. work. Right. So I, Julie, I love that. That's, I mean, this is part of why we get along so well. Cause we really have mm-hmm. such incredibly similar philosophies in this stuff. Um, and, and I think that that's just really important. And I love that you're very clear. I don't want to lead people. I don't want to build a team. That's not what I'm interested in. But I still show up as a leader every single day and in everything I do. That's what makes you so powerful.
1: Thank
0: you. Oh, Julie, such a pleasure to have this conversation with you today. Um and uh tell us where we can find you, where we can find your amazing book, how we can connect yeah. Thank you. So um my website
1: is the number two, possibilityandbeyond.com, and you can find my book there and um more about my workshops and my podcast too. So I have a blog every yes. I do a newsletter every week and blog, I have a podcast. It's called the Peace and Possibilities Podcast, um, where I've interviewed um over a hundred people now. Ah. Um that love what they do, and then my book is Peace Possibilities and Perspective. You can find it on Amazon, but I know a lot of people want to support smaller bookstores and stuff, so it's on BarnesandNoble.com and some of these other um, places. You can buy regular, you know, yeah. books, and I have it in some libraries. I actually have an audio book now too, so and it's available all these places. Yeah, I did. A, I did the audio version. I did it actually right after the other book was published. I was doing it, so I wanted to make sure that it got out there and got done. Again, I'm like, I'm doing an audio book because so many people said to me, "I love." Books, but I don't read. Right, I, I listen to them. I'm like, all right, then I'm gonna have one. So, yeah.
0: Julie, that's so cool. I really admire that about you that you just like you put your stake in the sand, and you just go after it, right? And oh. and that doesn't necessarily mean you shout it from the rooftops, but you just make it happen. You just make it happen. And I re- I just I really I really admire that, and I'm really inspired by that. So, thank oh, you sure. for for offering that to me today, and for everyone that's listening, I hope you're inspired too, because. Julie is, um, you know, she's just a remarkable human. So thank you again for your time today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. To everyone tuning in today, thanks for being a part of the Female Founder Friday podcast. I loved Julie's parting comment today that you are already a leader, even if you don't see yourself as one. That's a really powerful perspective for all of us. You can find out more about Julie on her website, 2peaceandpossibilities.com. That's the number 2 peaceandpossibilities.com, and you can download a copy of her best-selling book on Amazon or wherever you like to buy your books. And of course, you can always connect with me on Instagram at highvoltleadership the Female Founder Friday podcast has a goal to impact a 1,000 listeners, and it would mean the world to me if you left this episode a five-star review and shared it with all of your friends. Let's engage a 1,000 female entrepreneurs and amplify the message. Thanks so much for being a part of the show, and don't forget to connect with me at highvoltageleadership.ca.